0: Welcome to the Become New Me podcast with John Ortberg. This is Passage to Wisdom, episode forty-two. Life's number one regret. Hey, this is John Ortberg, and I'm with my good friend Rick Blackman. We have um, just been hiking for a couple of hours on Rattlesnake Canyon Trail, and then having a fabulous lunch. And I'm taking a break from Passage Wisdom thinking about books and great thoughts from books. And Rick and I have loved great books together for over 40 years. True. But Rick was telling me something the other day, and so I wanted to ask a question based on this. And that was that you have now seen, as best as you can figure it, over 60,000 hours worth of clients.
1: You know, after you asked me that, I was thinking about it, and I was kind of going back over the years. I, I think it's between fifty-five and 60,000. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like over. In, too oh, much. I don't want to inflate <laughs> okay, that well, number for the math majors uh,
0: among us. I'm very glad you uh, did that. And, word.
1: I'm a, and I'm a little bit of a numbers person, yep. as you know. Try so. to be humble. Yeah. Don't so. don't exaggerate. Well,
0: yeah. So anyway, that's a lot of craziness.
1: That's a lot of hours, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And um, so I wanted to ask Rick a question as we're all thinking about how do we move towards God and towards life, and I have not asked you this question before, so
1: it might be setting me up here, then,
0: huh? You. Um, <laughs> Uh, can take a little time when I ask it to reflect. So I don't feel like you got to respond back right away. And um, doesn't have to be uh, profound or surprising. But I was thinking about um, how much regret human beings carry through life. And so the, the, the question is, as you think about now, over 50,000 hours of listening to people talk, and particularly about uh, their biggest problems, their biggest heartaches, is the question of regret and what is the major source of regret if you had to try to say for the people that you talk with? and again, doesn't have to be surprising, doesn't have to sound profound. but when you think about relationships, husbands and wives, parents, wives, parents and children, friendships that founder, um, dreams that people have for what they would like to achieve, aging, failure, reality and then we'll get to how do we live wisely to try to minimize regrets i remember years ago going to a camp for fathers and children and the theme was no regrets Hmm. and i thought man that's a great theme how do i live today so i don't have regrets tomorrow but i don't know of anybody that doesn't have regrets not
1: if they're honest
0: So let me start with that. As you look back on these years and you think about the regrets that people carry, what stands out?
1: Well, it's it's a quick, easy answer in some ways. And it's so interesting to me. I was driving up to see you, John, today and listening to you this morning on your thing with Martin Chuzzlewit and Mark Tapley, which is a book. You know, we started off on Loving Dickens and Sherlock Holmes and that sort of thing together. And so the theme in that book is very much close to the answer I would give. I think the single biggest category of regret that I run into all the time just as a therapist, a counselor, is selfishness. I think that people will look back at their life, they're reviewing their life, Mm. um, and even if they've been a victim of something. When I think of the regret idea, and I completely agree with you, someone who says they have no regrets in their whole life, I think they haven't dug very deeply Mm -hmm. into their own life. Um, I do hear people say that every once in a while. Oh, I think
0: it's kind of a mantra in our day. It's almost taken as a sign of self-esteem or Emotional health or something. Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention, (laughs) as Frank Sinatra put it. Right. And that kind of, you know, uh, that idea that, no, I don't have any regrets. Uh, I can make no sense of that at all.
1: I I can. I used to think the main regret I had was letting my middle son raise his Jeep when he was 16. And then he got in an accident Mm -hmm. probably because of that that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of regrets, but it's by no means the only one. And again, if I just think kind of deeply about it for a second, I think people when they're talking to me at least, and they're looking back and reviewing their life, and that's a big part of what people do in counseling, um, is they'll, they'll, they'll talk about their own selfishness, their self absorption. They didn't notice,
0: Right, people so, around them. So let me ask you a follow-up question because we I deliberately did not Rick, ask Rick about this ahead of time just so we can kind of deal with this in the moment. <clears throat> so it's the number one regret, not things that happen to me but my own selfishness, mm-hmm. something from inside my character. Second question then would be when people come to you, therapists will also often talk about the presenting problem. People come in and they say, my problem is... I'm depressed or I'm anxious or having problems with my spouse. How many people come to you and say, my problem is I'm a selfish person and I need help to stop being selfish?
1: Not any of them.
0: <laughs> You've they, never had somebody come to you with that as
1: their... Oh, that's probably too strongly put. But I don't think they would come in the presenting problem part so, of the of the relationship saying... Can you help me with my selfishness?
0: So why is it that the number one regret we would have would be selfishness, but we never or almost never are motivated to try to get help to deal with our selfishness?
1: Um, well, I think I, the way I think I'd piece it together is selfishness leads to difficult consequences, sometimes mm. disastrous consequences. Uh. And problems in rela- relating, problems with your kids, problems with your spouse, problems with your parents, problems with your work setting, your boss, that sort of thing. So they would come more to talk about that and, and looking mm-hmm. for help. Now, I do buy the idea that psychology 101 is you're going to have the most um, success working on and changing yourself. It's yeah. going to be very difficult for you to change your wife, change your husband, change your children. So I believe that in my core. So I do want to move even if the person that's seeing me feels very victimized and very um, done poorly by the world. And sometimes that's of course exactly right. I I don't want people to camp out in that position. So I'm just generally going to try to move the work that somebody's there to do in the direction of taking a deeper look? So I think that's a really good question, John. I don't think people start with, I'm I'm a narcissist, I'm selfish, I'm self-absorbed. But we still get there. So selfishness
0: causes pain in my relationships or interactions or work or something. But that's interesting. I don't know that I ever thought about this before. An anxious thought uh, is painful. Uh, Depressed thoughts and feelings are painful selfish thoughts and feelings are not necessarily painful in themselves no. yeah. but they lead to pain in my relationships in my outer world yeah. so that's actually almost part of the danger of selfishness is when i'm experiencing selfishness inwardly it might actually be kind of pleasurable to be dreaming about acquiring more or something mm-hmm. uh, and so it doesn't set off an alarm oops i need help in the way that anxiety or depression does.
1: And, and it kind of ends up meaning that selfishness is something you might be able to help me see about myself mm. more easily than I'm going to see it myself about myself. So so it requires a transaction, which is part of what's going on in therapy, or a close friendship, or maybe a close marriage, or something like that. I don't think most, most of us detect selfishness. We might know that generally we're selfish people um, but it, it's yeah, you can't get through it like on the through the front door, no. I guess, or something so, like that. So, so, last
0: question then: uh, if that's the number one regret, and we're all vulnerable to facing it, um, how do we try to live now, other than saying to people, "Don't be selfish," <laughs> so knock it off, shaming them. Uh, <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> Let's shame yes, people. Outside of <laughs> shaming people, that's not gonna it. work. Uh, how do? What are people who are listening to this right now? Um, thinking about, that could be my big regret, how, how should people live differently now so that they're not uh, in pain over the number one source of regret then?
1: You know, what came to my mind, we just went to a game with another friend, my friend Mark, and at his wedding, they were asking uh, various people, including myself, during the reception, like, what's one piece of advice for the new mm. couple, uh, Paul and Cassidy? And what sprang to my mind is focus more in your marriage on loving well than on how well you're being loved. Oh, gosh. And, and, and I thought about that, and I think that kind of captures what I would probably say in mm-hmm. answer to your question, John, is that to look at yourself and examine yourself, of course, I love to help people do that. I love to do that myself. I look to you for help uh, in doing that sort of thing. But what I always like, like best as an outcome is when somebody who's working on themselves ends up being more other oriented, paying mm. more attention, not less attention to the people around them. And I think that's a way of getting at uh, selfishness. So I, I kind of, when I'm looking at whether somebody's growing and developing that dimension, how much are they like maybe dying to self or not so so obsessed with themselves or not as conscious about themselves but tuning into and paying attention to the other selves
0: around them so today focus less if you're married there if you have a family if you have a roommate at work whoever you're dealing with focus less on how well are other people loving me yeah and And how much
1: how much am i loving how well am i loving others and I'm thinking of a few days ago, you're talking about the passage in, in Philippians 2 about even Jesus. That's yeah. modeling our life off of Jesus well, uh, as well. So
0: I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I love Thanks, you. God. See you next time. Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes
1: by texting the word become to the number 56525. Or invite a friend by sharing the link becomenew.me.